Hello everyone and welcome to the Weekend Teacher Podcast. Today I'm not going to be sharing teaching tips, but I am going to share two secrets about teaching that effective teachers understand. Before I tell you those secrets, I want to ask you a question. Where does the authority of volunteer teachers come from? Does it come from the position itself? From the one inviting them to teach? Or does it come from somewhere else? In Luke 4.32, we're told that Jesus' message had authority. And the first commentary by Matthew after the Sermon on the Mount is that the crowds were amazed at Jesus' teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. Jesus' teaching was different. And I want to suggest a few ways our teaching should be unique as well. Here are the two secrets about effective teaching. To begin, great teachers are learners first. I mean this both chronologically and as a priority, because you can't teach unless you've learned something. Good teaching emerges from consistent learning. Now, if this is true, then the greatest teacher of all time must have been a great learner. We don't usually think of Jesus in this way, but listen to what Jesus says about this. John 12, 50, whatever I say is just what the Father has told me to say. Or John 5, 19, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees the Father doing. John 7:16. My teaching is not my own. It comes from the one who sent me. Or Hebrews 5, 8. Although he was a son, he learned obedience from what he suffered. Jesus listened to God and repeated what he heard. Jesus observed God and imitated what he saw. Everything he did was a direct result of what he had learned from the Father. Not only was Jesus a learner, he seemed to have this expectation of others that those who teach had first learned something. Think about the interaction between Jesus and Nicodemus in John 3. Nicodemus was a Pharisee, a member of the Jewish ruling council. I want to give Nicodemus credit for his desire to learn. He approached Jesus, albeit at night, to engage this great teacher in conversation. But during that conversation, Nicodemus got hung up on the concept of rebirth by water and the Spirit. When he continued to ask Jesus for clarification, we hear some strong words from Jesus. You're Israel's teacher, and you don't understand these things? Jesus expected a teacher of the law, a Pharisee, to have some basic learning and knowledge if he was going to claim to be a teacher. I think that's a reasonable expectation, that a teacher would first be a learner who continues to ask questions and seek answers about God, life, and the world. Effective teachers are learners first. But they do more than study and learn in order to teach. They apply what they've learned to their own lives. This is the second secret. Listen to Paul's critique of some of the Jewish Christians living in Rome. If you are convinced that you are a guide for the blind, a light for those who are in the dark, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of infants, you then, who teach others, do you not teach yourself? You who preach against stealing, do you steal? You who say that people should not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who brag about the law, do you dishonor God by breaking the law? This was from Romans 2, 19-24. If you're going to teach, you need to teach yourself first. Do what you're telling others to do, or your message lacks power and authority. Ezra is an excellent illustration of this point. In Ezra 7.10, we're told that Ezra devoted himself to the study and observance of the law of the Lord, and to teaching its decrees and laws in Israel. Ezra was devoted to studying and learning all he could. He then applied that learning to his own life. Only then was he qualified to teach others. 
What we're really talking about here is integrity. It's a vital ingredient to effective teaching. Integrity between our own learning and our teaching. Integrity between our own lifestyle and our teaching. As Parker Palmer has said, good teaching can't be reduced to technique. Good teaching comes from the identity and integrity of the teacher invested in community. When integrity isn't present, the people in our classes will notice, which reminds me of James 3.1. It says, Not many of you should presume to be teachers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. Growing up, I understood this verse to mean that God would be stricter on those who teach. While I still believe this is true, I've come to learn that there's another lesson in the verse. The people we teach will judge us more strictly. They will be watching our lives to see if we really mean what we say. So the life of the teacher must be consistent with the teaching of the teacher. This has important implications for those of us who follow Jesus. Our teacher told us, go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. The invitation to discipleship is a call for all of us to be teachers, something we are both inside and outside the classroom. I'm Dr. Houston Heflin. Until next time, remember, how we live our lives impacts what they learn. Remember that you can reach me with questions or ideas about future episodes by emailing me at theweekendteacher at gmail.com.